Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day seems such a sweet holiday, and not just because of the chocolate. Sweethearts exchange coy and affectionate gifts. People send cute and sentimental valentines to friends and family. Red hearts and cupids appear in commercial establishments and schools. The media publish stories about romantic topics. In some elementary schools where valentines are exchanged, children are required to give a valentine to each classmate so nobody feels left out. How sweet and how utterly bland and sanitized and inaccurate. Historically, and we all know this, Valentine's Day is about sexuality and erotic love. It's about the primal gonadal urge to create the next generation that tingles in all living beings at this time of year as the earth begins to stir and awaken. This is not a holiday about liking. This is not a holiday for sending a valentine to your mother. And really, nobody under the age of puberty has any business celebrating Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is about sex. The story of Valentine's Day begins with the Romans and their mother goddess Juno. Juno was much older than Rome. Her name comes from the ancient Indo-European mother goddess Uni, she of the universe, who create, whose sacred word created the world. From Uni, we get the word Yani, the tantric word for the vulva, the female generative organ through which life is born. The Yani is the mouth that speaks creation. Incidentally, the word yawn, to open the mouth wide, comes from Yani. Juno's heritage, then, was creation, and she created through sexuality. Juno's power and influence touched all aspects of Roman life, and Romans gave her scores of titles, such as Juno Regina, Queen of Heaven, Juno Populonia, Mother of the People. She was also called Juno Februata, from which we get the word febrile or fevered. She was Juno in her fevered state of sexual heat. It is from Juno Februata that we get the name of this month, February. And the Roman festival that honored Juno Februata was held on February 14th. The next day, February 15th, was the festival of Lupercalia, which honored Lupa, the totemic wolf mother of Rome. Orgiastic rites were performed in the grotto of the she-wolf to ensure the fertility of the year to come. After engaging in these ceremonies, youths ran naked through the streets carrying leather thongs, and women crowded the curbs and raised their skirts to receive lashings from the leather thongs to increase their fertility. Young women and men chose partners for erotic games by drawing names from a basket, a kind of sex ticket, and the original valentine. Sexuality was natural, good, proper and sacred because it was from the goddess and an expression of her life-giving creative energy. It was thought that since women could give birth, they could experience the goddess in their own bodies. But men could only experience the goddess through the rite of spiritual marriage with the goddess in the form of sexual intercourse with women. From this perspective, the Lupercalia was joyous and sacred rather than lewd and naughty. 
In the 4th century, the the emperor Constantine made Christianity the state religion of the Roman Empire, and church fathers set about trying to eradicate whatever power and influence remained of the goddess. Juno Februata and Lupercalia came under particular attack because they honored the goddess's power to create life, and they celebrated the glory and sacredness of the body, which the church taught was a vessel of sinfulness. To this end, the church invented a made-up saint, whom they called Valentine, a celibate monk who became, ironically, the patron saint of romantic love. Among the many stories made up about him, Valentine was said to have been martyred by the Roman state for performing secret marriages between Roman soldiers, who were forbidden to marry, and their sweethearts. Now, instead of pulling a sex ticket out of a Lupercalia basket, Christians could pick saints' names out of the Valentine's Day basket and pray to that saint. This practice, as one might imagine, never really caught on, and people continued their February frolics in private. There is evidence that as late as the 18th century in Europe and the British Isles, people still practiced the rites of Lupercalia. So, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. That is, everyone who is old enough. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.